This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a genuine pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching today. Please stay tuned as we talk about faith. We want to talk about walking by faith. Please stay tuned. Now today we offer a free Bible course that you might know more about the Bible course and that you might know how to receive the free course. We want to pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 7, the Bible says that we must that we should walk by faith and not by sight. You know, faith is such an important part of our lives. As a matter of fact, that's the foundation of the Christian life. It was the Apostle Peter who wrote in and, and the, these words, and besides all of this, adding to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and your knowledge temperance, and the like. Our faith is the foundation of our lives. And I am convinced that our faith is so vital in the days in which we live that we need stronger faith in God, stronger faith in Jesus, stronger faith in the Bible, stronger faith about things that are to come in the future. The Bible says that faith is believing in the reality of what we're not able to see with the eye, in Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, to that man, that woman of faith, the unseen things of life are not unreal to them. They're just not merely seen. And our faith in that which we cannot see is based upon the evidence we have in the Bible. You see, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by God's Word in Romans 10, verse 17. In John chapter 17, Jesus is praying to His Father in verses 20 and 21, and He says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on Me through their Word. Believe on Me through their Word. Faith comes through the Word of God. No one is a believer in God without faith that comes through a study of the Bible. Or we might observe the heavens and, and uh, come to the conclusion that some power made it, some source is out there. But we have to study the Bible to find out what that source is. And that source is God. Every house is built by some man. He that built all things is God, Hebrews 3 verse 4. And so we need faith in the reality of things we not, cannot see. And the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. 
We've talked about in a previous lesson about some people of the Bible who walk by faith and not by sight. We talked about Enoch being translated, and he by faith walked with God. We talked about uh, 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 Noah who uh, walked with God, and, and by faith Noah built an ark even though he had never seen it rain before. You see, there are a great many men and women in the Bible who are persons of faith, walking by faith. So I know one thing. It is possible for me to walk by faith. If they did, then I can do it. But now here's a question. What does it really mean to walk by faith? If I'm, if I'm walking by faith, what does that mean? Well, number one, that means that I walk as God directs. Now, we need some direction in life, uh, for sure. You say, well, I don't. Well, I do. I'll have to admit that I need direction in my life. And I think that if we were all honest, we would all say, I do as well. You see, well, where do we get that direction? From our friends? Absolutely not. Do we get it from the world? No. Do we get it from the government? Of course not. Our direction comes from God. And if we're walking by faith, that means I'm walking in harmony with what God in His Word tells me to do. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by God's Word. There are people that would like to depreciate the value of the Bible in, in our world today. But when you take the Bible out of the equation, you destroy faith because faith comes by hearing the word of the living God. Someone said, and I have this in print where they wrote this in a sermon, faith is a miracle. My friend, faith is not a miracle. Faith comes as a result of a teaching process. You see, people who come to the Lord have to be taught. They shall all be taught of God. Everyone therefore that hath heard, hath learned of the Father, cometh unto me. John 6, 45. And I would challenge you to find anyone in the New Testament who ever became a child of God, who became a New Testament Christian, but what they were not first taught the Word of God. You take an example. In the 16th chapter of Acts, when, when Paul and Silas were in, in prison and there was an earthquake and, and, and they were released from prison as a result of that earthquake and, and the jailer thought they were going to escape, they assured him they were not. And he asked the question, what must I do to be saved? That man was an unbeliever. He had absolutely no clue about what he needed to do. He had no clue about Jesus. They said, you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. You and your house will be saved. Well, how did that man become a believer? The very next verse says that they taught him the Word of God. There is no person who ever became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ unless they were first taught. So when I talk about walking by faith, I'm talking about walking as God directs me. It also means that I trust God without any reservation. Just how much do you trust God? I met many years ago when I was a student in, in college and driving back and forth from home, on the weekends to home and then going back. I, I remember one weekend picking up a hitchhiker. He, he was a soldier. Uh, uh, and... And as we were talking, going along the way, he began to tell me how much he trusted his sergeant. He said, I trust my sergeant so much 
that if my sergeant told me to charge headlong into the face of the enemy, I would do it. That's how much I trust him. And then he asked me, he said, do you know why? I said, no. He said, because I know that my sergeant would be right beside me. God wants us to trust him more than we do a sergeant. And we need to trust that God is with us every step of the way. In Jeremiah 17 and 7, the Bible says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. You see, when I say that I'm walking by faith, that suggests that, that I'm trusting God completely. And, and when we begin to trust God like that, we are going to become the most dedicated people on the face of this earth. Trust Him without any reservation. I think Abraham trusted God like that. Romans 4 and verse 20 says, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory unto God. For he was persuaded what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Abraham believed in God. Strong faith in God. Trusting faith in God. That's what it means to walk by faith. Think about it. God told Abraham to leave your country, your kindred, your father's house, and I want you to go somewhere. Well, where am I going, Lord? I'll, I'll tell you later. Brother, it takes a lot of trust and faith to go without knowing where you're headed. And that's why the Bible reads in Hebrews 11 and 8, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he, uh, which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he was going. That's trusting faith, friends. You see, when we are walking by faith, that means I'm going to trust God completely. Walking by faith. And to walk by faith also suggests that, that I am totally committed that's what strong faith will do for us. We'll be totally committed. And the Lord will accept nothing less, nothing less than total commitment. See, we don't play games with Jesus. We don't play games with God. You know, Jesus said no man can serve two masters. You see, when you're trying to serve two masters, that's not total commitment. That's a divided allegiance. And so we need to be totally committed. Let me just read some verses to you about what the Lord requires of us, that what, what trusting faith will lead to. Matthew chapter 10 and verses 37 and 38. He that loveth me, uh, he that loveth father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not up his cross and falleth after me is not worthy of me. Well, what is Jesus trying to tell us? That we've got to, to serve him without any hesitation, without any reservation, without any second thoughts about it. We serve Jesus completely. Listen to him again in Matthew 16 and verse 24. If any man will come after me. Now Jesus said, if you do. 
He's not going to force you to come after him. That's a decision you make. But Jesus said, when you do decide, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall lose his life shall save it, and whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. For what is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You see, the commitment, the kind of commitment that the Lord requires is a total commitment. And it is a trusting faith, walking by faith, day in and day out, that will lead us into the path of that type of commitment. It's a lack of faith that leads to failure. Leads to failure. You think about people who have had faith in what they could do. The reason that we have an electric light is because a man by the name of Edison believed it could be done. The reason we have an automobile is because a man by the name of Ford believed that it could be done. Had they had faith in what they were doing. But we're not talking about faith in what I can do. We're talking about faith in what we can do with the help of God, with God's help, with God's help. And the reason some of us fail along life's way is because it is a prayer failure and a faith failure. And we have, maybe don't have the faith in the prayers that we pray. In Matthew 21 and 22, Jesus said, Whatsoever you shall ask in my, my name, believing, there's our faith, you shall receive. A lack of faith causes failure. That, that was the reason that Israel was kept out of the promised land for some 40 years. In Hebrews, the third chapter and verse 19, the Bible says they entered not in because of unbelief. It was their lack of faith that kept them out of the promised land. Let's do a study in contrast. Now, let's go to the 14th chapter of Matthew. Now, now there's an interesting story found in the 14th chapter of Matthew's gospel. And this is the occasion when the disciples were in the boat and they thought they saw something walking on the water. At first they said, it's a spirit, it's a ghost. And then they saw that it was Jesus walking on the water. And Peter said, Lord, let me walk on the water. And Peter got out of the boat and he started walking on the water. Now, have you ever wondered how you get out of a boat and walk on water? So I just try to imagine it. You take one foot and you put it over the edge of the boat and there's your big toe, you're touching the water, you know, to try to test the temperature of the water and then you take that foot and you place it on the surface of the water and then to start walking on the water, eventually you've got to take the other foot out of the boat. 
And it is only when you have both feet out of the boat that you're walking on water. Of course, we know the rest of the story that, that Peter began to look at the waves and not the Lord of the waves, and he began to sink. But for a time, he was walking on the water. And one of the problems of life, especially among those who claim to be Christians, is that we have one foot in the boat and one foot in the water. Let me tell you, when Peter got both feet in the water, he was walking by faith. But then his faith began to waver when he started looking at the waves. And he sank. But some of us still have one foot in the boat and one foot in the water because we're not walking by faith. We have no faith in what God can do in our lives. And then there's another story in the very next chapter. And it's the story about the Canaanite woman whose daughter was demon-possessed. And she came to Jesus and she asked the Lord to help her. She said, help me. And Jesus said, well, we're not going to take the children's bread and give it to the dog. And, and, and she said, Lord, even the little dogs eat crumbs off of the master's table. She was just calling herself a little dog. And then Jesus gave that woman one of the finest compliments there is in all of the Bible when he said, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Just what kind of faith do you really have in God today? Folks, our faith is powerful. Believing in God accomplishes things. Listen to 1 John 5 and verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith is the conquering weapon, isn't it? It is our faith that overcomes in life. You see, we walk by faith, not by sight. We're, we're looking not at the things that are seen. We're looking at the things that are not seen, according to Paul in 2 Corinthians 4.18. And it is our faith in those things that are not seen that will enable us to overcome the, uh, the, the problems and the troubles of this life. Faith will help you to overcome any doubts that you might have in your mind. Yeah, I have an idea somebody that's watching right now may have some doubts about God, whether you really believe in God or not, whether you believe the Bible or not. Well, whether you believe there's a heaven, there's a hell, the angels, you know, you just have doubts. You just wonder, is it really true? But when you begin to delve into the Word of God and you learn what the Bible teaches, it will dispel the doubts that you have. We overcome doubt in our life. We overcome disbelief in our life by having and developing a strong faith and faith comes by hearing the word of the living God. God is. There's no doubt about it. God is. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. God is. 
And there's no question about it. There's no other explanation for everything there is around us in our world today except Genesis 1 verse 1, which says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Our faith will help us to overcome the doubts we might have about God. Faith will help to... Well, let me, let me back up and make, make this point. Try to explain the snowflake without God. Every snowflake is different. There are no two alike, I'm told. But every snowflake is composed of angles, 60, 120 degree angles. Is that an accident? There's design in the tiny snowflake. And if there's design... There's a designer, and that designer is God. And our faith will help us to deal with all the difficulties that we have in our life, overcome in life, trouble, anxiety, frustration. Are you frustrated right now? You know, Brother Lambert, you just don't know I'm frustrated. My husband has me frustrated. My children have me frustrated. I'm frustrated with the people at work. I wring my hands. I don't know what to do. Have you ever gone to the Lord with it? Have you ever cast that burden up on Him because He cares? 1 Peter 5 and 7. You see, faith will help us deal with the problems of life. Faith will help us to be comforted when we lose someone that we love. All of us are going to do that eventually. We're going to lose someone that we love. And it is our faith in God that will console us in that hour. It will console us even in our own demise. It was David who said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But thou art with me. God will be with you. So why should we fear? Why should we be tied up in knots about it? God will be with us every step of the way. Oh, faith is so important. And, and faith, a, a lack of faith, is a great failure in life. That kept Israel out of the promised land. Lack of faith. Hebrews 3.19 says, They entered not in because of unbelief. There were spies sent over into the land and 12 of them. When the spies came back, 10 of them said, we can't do it. They're bigger than we are. They're giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. You know, that's a very exaggerated report. Just imagine how big that giant would have to be to make you look like a grasshopper. That's an exaggerated report. It was a report made out of fear. It was a report made out of unbelief. And there were two men. Joshua and Caleb said, we, can do, we need to go up and go now because we can do it. You see, God had already told them, I'm going to give you the land. But there were ten men who had the lack of faith and said, we can't do it. They didn't believe God when God said, I'm going to give it to you. And it caused them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Some of us have been wandering in the wilderness because of our lack of faith. We need to have more faith today, faith in God and faith in what God can do in our lives. 
It, it was because He loved us that God sent His only begotten Son into this world for our salvation. And we are to have faith in that Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And as a believer in that Son, I should be willing to turn away from sin in my life. I can't go to heaven with a bale of sins in my heart. I've got to get that sin out of my life. That's the reason the Bible says, Repent and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, Acts 3.19. And so I have to turn away from the sin in my life, even though I believe in Jesus. There are many people who believe in Jesus that have never turned away from the sin in their life. They've not given it up. It's still their first love. And then I must be willing as a believer in Jesus to be baptized for the remission of my sins because this is what Jesus said about it. He who believes, that is, has faith, and is baptized, shall be saved. If that verse said, He that believeth and is baptized shall get a hundred dollars, all of us would know the conditions of receiving the $100. But our soul salvation is worth more than $100. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Do you believe? You say, Yes, I do, Brother Lambert. Then why not as a believer in Jesus, as a penitent believer in Jesus, as a confessing believer in Jesus, would you not let some servant of God baptize you into Christ for the remission of your sins, that is, that you might be saved. 1 Peter 3.21 Call us. We'll help you. Get in touch with us. We want your soul to be saved. You see, faith is important. We walk by it. And I want to encourage you to put your faith into action today. Put it into action today by obeying the gospel. I want to thank you for watching today. And in the closing moments, let me urge you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. If you're not certain where it's located, call us or contact us in some fashion and we'll let you know where it is. We want to help you in any possible way. And right now, pick up the telephone. Call right now for the free Bible correspondence course. May God bless you. Until we meet again is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580.
or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.